Hey, Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to Salem Fields Community Church. Let's stand to our feet tonight. You know, I don't know about you guys, but when I think about Christmas music, I definitely think about Elvis, and luckily, he goes here at Salem Fields. So let's sing together. Here's a little rock and roll Christmas for you. Santa, bring my baby back to me. I don't need a lot of presents to make my Christmas bright. 
Christmas to you. In your, in your program, there's a connection card, and we'd love for everybody that's here tonight to fill that out. It'd be just great to know who's been here and just read over those names and just uh, rejoice in the fact that you chose to come to Salem Fields tonight. That really makes us happy, right? We're happy? We're happy. We're happy. Yeah, happy. We're happy, happy that you are here. <laughs> and uh, also, we'd like for you to check in on Facebook and just put on there that I am at church tonight celebrating Jesus that a star is born, and uh, anything else you want to say, and somebody might see that and say, wow, they went to church tonight. And uh, they might think, wow, they go to church? Wow. Wow. I might go too. I might go too. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, if you do that, we really appreciate it. Tonight, we we don't take an offering. The offering we do receive tonight, there's some buckets out in the foyers you leave, big red buckets. And uh, our goal is one of these years to fill those up. Uh, But anyway... Uh, what that offering is for is not for Salem Fields Community Church. 
It's not to pay the electric bill or salaries or any of those kind of things. We use that money to give away to people that have needs. And so everything that goes in that bucket tonight goes to others uh, here in our community that have needs and, and also uh, across the United States and around the world. So when you give in that tonight, you're giving a gift to Jesus because we're going to give that away. So if you want to drop something in the bucket or use your credit card or, uh, oh boy, you'll see your credit card or your debit card. Or you can go online and give. If you're online, we welcome you tonight too. And uh, also we have an app. That'd be great if you just download that app tonight because you can give on that and that's the easiest way. And just We'll know if it came in tonight, it goes to an offering to give away. So thank you for that. And if you are here with us for the first time, we'd love to give you just a little token of appreciation that you're here. There's a tree as you walk out the door, uh, the outside doors, and uh, we'll give you a little gift. And... We'd ask that you come back sometime to a regular service on Saturday nights at 6.02 or Sunday mornings at 9 and 11. And uh, also want to tell you about tomorrow. Tomorrow's Christmas Day. Did you know that? <laughs> you guys are brilliant, too. Yeah, y'all are. <laughs> I just remembered Look that. Look at that back row back there. So uh, we're going to have every 30 <laughs> minutes a little thing from Salem Fields Community Church. So if you go to our website, salemfields.com slash live. Uh, there will be uh, something nice there <laughs> every 30 minutes. and uh, The 30th thousandth viewer gets a prize. Yes. Yeah, really? So just keep. <laughs> Is that true? No, oh, okay. True. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's oh, true. Oh, so the past. <laughs> yeah, it's true. If you go there, 30,000. Thousand people. There will be a gift for you. It'll be a significant gift. Wow, we just announced that. Yeah. I can't wait to see what they get. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Anyway, I think that's it for us, right? Yeah, get a free oil change at Amico. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, he does it for free. (laughs) All right, so we're going to start with Tone because he's got to get back in the cage back there quickly. And uh, (laughs) he's our drummer boy. And so he's going to start. You know, uh, they're just funny people, and you're going to find that out right now. Go ahead, Tone. So what was Jesus' favorite lunch meat? Bethlehem. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Good one, Tone. That's bad, Tone. How fast can this white guy code a counter on the website to 30,000. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here, uh, how many uh, presents can Santa fit in his empty sack? Just one, then it's not empty anymore. Oh yeah, that's good. That's the third time it's still not funny. <laughs> so what kind of music do elves love to listen to? Rap. <laughs> With the W. Either way. <laughs> what type of motorbike does Santa ride? A Holly Davidson. <laughs> this time to go home. <laughs> what did one Christmas tree ornament say to the other? Hey, let's hang out. All right, finally a good one. What do you get when you cross a vampire and a snowman? Frostbite! (laughs) What goes oh, oh, oh 
through. Santa in reverse. <laughs> All right, so athletes get athlete's foot. What do elves get? Mistletoe. Mistletoe. See, everyone gets mine, so it's that good. Okay, here's a, here's a fresh one. How did GQ rate Santa's performance? They said he was slaying. Ooh. Be here all week. Hey, because I didn't he was slaying, get it? He was what? Slaying. Santa's all-time oh. favorite pop singer. Sorry, Howard, do that over yeah. again. Huh? Start over again. Do it again? Yeah. Who is Santa's all-time favorite pop singer? Anybody? Elvis Presley. <laughs> We are brilliant. All right, let's stand together and sing.
tonight to lift up your name, Jesus. Knowing that every single person here, every single life is exactly why you came. Because every life matters in your eyes, Lord. So I just pray, God, that you would just touch every single person here. Let them feel your presence. God, and we have just gathered to lift up your name, to celebrate you coming down and you meeting us right where we're at, Lord. God, we just thank you. We celebrate you tonight. Lord, our hearts are open to you. Move as only you can. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Well, you know why the angels sang, right? Why they were harking? Because a star was born. A star was born. Now, that might conjure up a movie in your mind. But tonight, we are celebrating a star that was born. That movie was born in the heart of Hollywood writers. But this star was born in the heart of God. And he's the one that we celebrate tonight, the one that was born in Bethlehem. A star is born, and so we celebrate. Listen to this. Gonna shine it from the mountaintops. A star is born. because we've been doing this for uh, all, all night. <laughs> Here we are again, though. But uh, today in the town of, well, tomorrow in the town of Bethlehem, we celebrate that a star was born. Now, 
It's not Lady Gaga, not Bradley Cooper girls. Back in my day, it was Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. Yeah, you remember that. You old timers remember that, right? And uh, you young guys think of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. But, uh, you know, it took them 42 years to remake that movie. 42 years. But this, this story plays out every year with the same cast of characters, and it has been for thousands of years. And so that story that was born in the heart of Hollywood writers, it's probably great, but I'll tell you what, a story that's born in the heart of God is just magnanimous, it's just incredible. And that's what we celebrate tonight. Jesus born the star that we're, that we're talking about. He was born in the heart of God before the beginning of time. Now, we can't even imagine that in our finite minds. But he was born before the beginning of time. And his stardom was predicted thousands of years ago. And then hundreds of years later, it was predicted again. And then hundreds of years later, it happened. Uh, you don't hear, uh, probably you don't do your devotions in Numbers of all places in the Bible, but there's a scripture in, in Numbers that is pretty incredible because it predicted this star being born. It says, I see someone who will come someday, someone who will come, but not soon. A star will come from Jacob. A ruler will rise from Israel. And then hundreds of years later, that was thousands of years ago that that was predicted. And then hundreds of years later, Isaiah came along and he predicted the same thing. And he said that a light would come into the world that people could walk out of the darkness. And he predicted that that light, that star, would be Jesus Christ, the Son of God. For unto us a child is born wonderful counselor. That's what Isaiah said. He predicted that. And then hundreds of years later, what are the chances of that unless it's the truth? Hundreds of years later, that star was born in a sleepy little town called Bethlehem. And that wasn't lunch for Jesus. That was Thomas Little. You guys didn't catch that, did you? <laughs> it was hundreds of years later. And uh, today, we, had, uh, we went to Kieseltown. There truly is a Kieseltown. We went to our family. And uh, we had opened gifts and read this story again this year. And it said, while they were in Bethlehem, the time came for Mary to have the baby. And she gave birth to her first son. That was the star that was prophesied. Because there was no room left in the inn, she wrapped the baby with pieces of cloth and laid him in a feeding trough. Now, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, they're going to be nominated for lots of awards. They're going to get a lot of attention. They just will. But those star stars were born in the heart of a Hollywood writer. This star, Jesus, has never starred in a Hollywood film production. He's never gotten a, a Golden Globe. He's never gotten an Oscar. He did grace the cover of Time magazine at one point, but he will probably never get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He just won't. But this star, he starred in the greatest real-life drama in the history of humankind. 
It wasn't a make-believe story. Now, uh, A Star is Born, Lady Gaga, they sold 23 million tickets to that. But that number seems big, but it really pales in light of the number of people that went to Christmas Eve services just last year in 2017. 23 million tickets for uh, A Star is Born, Lady Gaga, but last year at Christmas time, 153 million people, 580,000, 153 and a half million people went to Christmas Eve service last year. That's a big deal. This real life drama keeps being played over and over. You're here because of it. Something that was predicted years, thousands of years ago. What happens in this world really pales in light of that. You see, everybody looks for a star to worship. Did you know that we were created to worship? God placed this thing within each human being to worship something. And we all want to worship a star. We were created to worship a star. But you see, we humans, we get a little sidetracked because we get our eyes on earthly stars. But this star was a heavenly star. And did you know that, did you know that actually in my profession, <laughs> there is something called, there's a disorder called celebrity worship syndrome. Have you ever heard of it? You can take your phone, Google it right now, or go on Wikipedia, and you'll find that it's an actual disorder called celebrity worship syndrome. Now, there are different levels of intensity of this, all the way from, wow, you know, I really like that actor or that show. I just have loved this show. Uh, and that's just kind of like I, I know everything about that actor um, or that um, pop star or whatever, uh, all the way to the level of intensity of the guy that was a stalker killed John Lennon. So celebrity worship syndrome is a real deal. It's because within every human being is this desire, this need to worship someone. And it's so much easier to worship somebody that we can see with our eyes than somebody that we have to put faith in. But this, this disorder, it's an obsessive, addictive disorder in which a person becomes involved with the details of a celebrity's personal life. And we begin to feel like we know them. You know, they're close on the screen, but yet they're so far away. But we have this connection with them because there's something deep within each one of us that wants to connect with a star. And we begin to worship. We don't even realize that we are. There's a widespread fascination with the famous. And we humans, we're just drawn to that. We wow over so many people. If you do a Google search, it says, stars are stars because they're part of Western culture's longstanding tendency to associate the human with the heavenly. We connect the human with the heavenly. To see the stars more specifically, to believe in them, is to endorse this notion that the people on our screens that are really far from us really, really seem like they're very close and connected to us. There's just something that we want to connect with in that way. Uh, Jean Basinger said, she said, on some plane, it's between ours and that of the gods. You see, we were created to worship, and the truth is, we all need a star. 
We all need a star to worship. But sometimes we confuse those earthly stars like Lady Gaga or Bradley Cooper or Barbara Streisand or Chris Christopherson. We confuse them and, and with the heavenly star. And here's the problem with that. Anything that we worship apart from God is going to let us down. Anything that we put our hope in that isn't God, it's going to let us down. And I am convinced that the only star that was ever born will never let us down. Never. The only star that can fulfill that need within each one of us to worship. We're drawn to worship. The only star is Jesus Christ. You see, we need a star. And here's the thing. Jesus came from heaven to earth to connect us to God. That was his purpose, so that we could be connected to God. There's that human earthly ratio that Jesus came, God sent his son to earth so that we could be connected to God. Now, Buddy's going to come and he's going to talk to you about that need that's in each one of us that only Jesus can fill. There are four needs that we all have uh, that only uh, God can fulfill in our life. And if we look for it anywhere else, uh, like Gay said, we'll, we'll be let down. But the first need that we have that Jesus came to meet is our need to have a relationship with God. God created you and I to be in relationship with Him. We were born to be in relationship with Him and, and, uh, and not some Hollywood star or anyone else. But until we find that relationship, there's always going to be something missing in our life. God created each of us with this God-shaped vacuum, this God-shaped hole in our lives that only God can fulfill. And He can only fulfill that when we're in relationship with Him. You know, as a result, we are often aware, I mean, many times we say, man, there's just something missing in my life. But the problem is we're not aware of what that is. We're not aware that what is missing is God. We have this emptiness inside, and we try all different ways to try to fill that hole up that God created in us, and yet we can't fill it anything but with God. Aristotle Onassis, who was one of the richest men in the world, said at the end of his life, millions do not always add up to what man needs out of life. Millions do not always add up to what a man needs in life, because we have this emptiness and because we have this hole in us, we try all kind of different ways to fill that emptiness. You know, some people uh, use drugs, and some people use alcohol, and some people use sexual promiscuity. Some people just work hard. You know, they'll work hard, I'll work hard, I'll work hard, and I'll build a successful career, and I'll, cry, I'll climb the corporate ladder, and when I get to the top, then that hole in my life will be filled. Or we'll shop. We'll just shop. We'll go buy something new and, and we'll just fill our closets up or we'll go eat ourselves silly or we'll just seek success. The problem with this is none of that will satisfy that deep void inside of our hearts. You see, even our closest relationships, no matter how awesome they are, 
they are not they do not in themselves satisfy this emptiness deep inside nothing will fill this emptiness except a relationship with god through the star who was born on christmas jesus christ so we all have a need to be in relationship with him and only the star can fulfill that we also have a need to find meaning deep meaning meaning and purpose in our lives you know i believe at some point every human being i believe at some point asks this question what am I on? What am I doing on Earth? I mean, Rick Warren sold millions of books, but the question is, what on Earth am I here for? What on Earth am I here for? What am I doing here? What is the point of my life? Is there any purpose to my life other than to get up in the morning and to go to work and you know to eat a little breakfast and go to work and do that and come home and do that over and over and over again so we can pay the bills? and buy Christmas gifts, maybe for the kids. Author and journalist, journalist Albert Camus once said, man cannot live without meaning. People cannot live without meaning. And until we're living in a relationship with Jesus, we'll never find the true meaning and purpose of our life. We will never, we will never find why God created us, what purpose God has for our lives outside of a relationship with Him. Other things may provide satisfaction for a time, but it won't last. Only, only a relationship with the star that was born in Bethlehem do we find the true meaning and purpose of our lives. Not only, were, not only do we have a need for a relationship with Him and to find meaning and purpose of our lives, He also fills our need for a life beyond death. He also fills our need for a life beyond death. Now, when I was young, and that was a few years ago, when I was young, I didn't think much about death and dying. I mean, I just run around, run around, play with the kids and do all that, and I never gave death, uh, uh, you know, much thought. I only thought old people died, and I wasn't old. You know, every now and then I would see a, uh, a funeral going on, and but I didn't give it much thought. You see, death to me seemed like a way off in the future. But the older I get, the more I think about that. You see, the reality is we're all going to die someday. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> we're all going to die. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a 100% fact that you're going to die. And so am I. Happy New Year. But did you know that God has set eternity in our hearts in the human heart God has set eternity in the human heart I mean he has set that there we question is there really life after death you know the majority of us here tonight we don't want to die do we I mean the majority of us I, I hope no one here is just like oh man I want to die I want to die but you know we don't want to die and, and we really do at some point in our life we all have wondered is there life after death I mean, we've all asked that question. You know, is there really a heaven? I mean, is there really a hell? I mean, is there? You know, I don't think there's a hell. I don't believe there's a heaven. But yet we don't know for certain. And we ask that question, would a loving God send someone to hell? You see, we wonder if there's really anything out there. Do we just die and that's it? The Bible assures us that there is that there is but I can tell you I can tell you 
But life after death is only found in a relationship with the star that was born on Christmas. The Bible says in John 3.16, and we can read that together. John 3.16 says, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. In other words, whoever believes in God, whoever believes in him will not go to hell, but they'll spend their life in heaven, in eternal life. There is life beyond death. There is life beyond the grave. You see, for our, for our relationship with God, which starts the moment we receive Christ, the moment we ask Christ to forgive us of our sins, the moment we invite him into our life, the moment that relationship with God starts, it survives death and goes into eternity. It survives death and goes into eternity, and we will live forever and ever and ever. And the moment you accept Christ as your Savior, your eternity starts now. It starts then. And it goes on and on and on. Finally, we all have a need. We all have a need to be forgiven. You know, if we're honest, and hope that we are mostly here honest tonight, we would have to admit that we do things that are wrong. I mean, we do things that, uh, that we don't want to admit, and we feel awful about it. We don't talk about it, but we just feel terrible about it. You know, we all do. We all sin. Matter of fact, we're all sinners. We're all in the same stinking, sinking boat. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned. I mean, everybody online has sinned. You guys here have done pretty good. But that old line crowd, man, they are, no, all of us sin. Every one of us sin. We all, the Bible says we all sin and we all fall short of the glory of God. Our greatest need, in fact, is for forgiveness. It's for forgiveness. You see, just as someone has cancer needs a doctor, whether they realize it or not, so we need forgiveness whether we realize it or not. And the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, the Bible says if we, if we do this, if we would confess our sins, it says God is faithful and he will forgive us all of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Now that is a Merry Christmas verse there. That's why the star was born. You see, by his death on the cross, Jesus made it possible for you and I to be forgiven and made right with God. You see, it, it's in this way he supplied the answer to our greatest need. Friends, I just want to say to you tonight, Jesus was born to meet the needs in our lives. Maybe tonight you have a need to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You've never, ever in your life invited Christ into your life to forgive you of your sins. And you need your greatest need is to be in relationship with him. Or maybe, you know, you just, you've been searching for meaning and purpose in your life and you just need that question answered. Or, or maybe you're wondering and you thought, man, there is, I, I want to know what's going to happen to me after I die. And you need to be forgiven. I'm not sure what your need is tonight, you know, but maybe even your need is uh, you're struggling with this celebrity worship syndrome. But I can tell you, only God can meet our need, our deepest need. Therefore, unto this day, a star has been born, and his name is Jesus. 
And he came to set us free and to meet the deepest needs of our life. I want to invite you tonight, if you need this God in your life, if you need this star to be born in your heart tonight, and you've never received Christ and asked him to forgive you of your sin and received him as a Savior, I would like to invite you tonight to pray with me this simple prayer. And you can all pray it if you just want to know Jesus. If you had this need in your life, and you've tried and tried and tried to fill that empty spot in your life, and you know you've done some awful stuff, and you just want to be forgiven. The greatest day of my life was the day that Christ forgave me of all of my sins in 1980. Came in there a sinner and left there free. God had forgiven me. And God wants to forgive you and I give, forgive you tonight. And so if that's you tonight, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, no one looking around, just for a moment, nobody peeking, if you'd like to receive Christ tonight to meet that deepest need of your life, would you pray this prayer with me? Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe Jesus, that you died on a cross for the forgiveness of my sins. You just pray that. Jesus, I believe that you died on a cross for the forgiveness of my sins. Jesus, I confess to you tonight I'm a sinner. Just confess. Jesus, I'm a sinner. Would you please forgive me? And then you invite Jesus, this star that was born in Bethlehem, you just say, Jesus, I invite you into my heart to be my Savior. And then you just simply thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Is that all there is? Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for being my Savior. And I can assure you, if you prayed that prayer along with me today, Tonight, I can tell you right now in the authority of God's Word that a star has been born in your life. And He's forgiven you. He's cast your sins as far as the east is the west, never to be ever remembered against you again. He won't bring it up. If you prayed that prayer tonight, all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed tonight. Can we just turn the lights just a bit down? Tonight, if you prayed that prayer and you just want to say, you know what, God, I prayed that, I believe that, I believe I'm forgiven, I believe you're my Savior, I believe a star has been born in my life tonight. With all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, would you just slip up your hand? Anybody like that tonight? Say, yeah, yeah, I see your hands. Just raise them up, put them right back down. Anybody else? Just raise your hand, put it right back down. Yep, I see your hand up front. Again, anybody else? In the back. I see your hand too. God bless you. God sees your hand more. It's more important than me. He sees, he knows your heart. Anyone else? Just slip your hand up, put it right back down. I'm going to go around one more time because I'm having trouble seeing the whole room. Anybody else? Just put it up right back down. See your hand. God bless you. Father, thank you for the hands that have been raised, but more than that, Father, I thank you for those who have confessed and those who have invited you into their life tonight to be their Savior. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Stars have been, a star has been born in many hearts tonight, and God, we're thankful for that. 
We praise your holy name. We thank you, Lord, that you came to be born. But, Lord, really you came to die. Die for us so that that star could be born in us. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done here tonight. I pray your blessings over everyone in this room tonight. I pray this will be a blessed Christmas. I pray the peace of God will rule in the hearts and homes and lives of all those who are gathered here, all those who are online tonight. Let's pray for a blessed Christmas day as we celebrate all that you have done here tonight. Throughout this weekend, Lord, we praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' name.
that we have here represents Jesus, of course. And you know, he has entrusted us to be the light of the world. And as he's born in our hearts, then we can shine that light to the world. So of course, we always love to finish around here with Silent Night. It's just kind of that sweet sweetness that Jesus can bring to our life. Doesn't mean that it's gonna be easy. It just means that we're gonna have hope and peace when that star is born in our heart. So let's stand together and close out. Shit.
star is born. He's been born in the hearts of people tonight. So take this light out into the world and have a very Merry Christmas. We love you guys. If you accepted Christ tonight, if you, uh, you can either stop out the table in the foyer uh, in the lobby or you can come up front and just see me for a moment. It won't take long. Just want to share something with you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.